Hey, you guys, welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to be recording an episode right now. It's been a while, and I always say that I want to get on a consistent routine with releasing new episodes, but I am the type of person, I'm very free spirited, I fly by the seat of my pants. And so I can't really be too structured or on any type of routine. It's just not something that works that well for me because then I feel pressure and I never want to put content out that doesn't feel authentic or genuine. And for me to really be able to add value with my words and experiences and whatever type of message I'm trying to get across through these podcast episodes or even through like posting on social media, posting to my feed, posting in my stories. I won't force myself to show up in that way if I don't truly feel it that day. And this is actually something I talked about on my social media platform on my Instagram. A few weeks ago, I had made a post because I am I use my Instagram to run my business. You know, I'm active on there every single day, always in my stories, but I usually have a post on my feed every single day, if not every day, every other day. And it's something that I had stepped back from doing, not on purpose, not out of a conscious decision, just for the sole fact that I didn't feel like I had very much to say. And that just was what it was. And I had made a post kind of talking about that because again, I have always strived to be authentic and genuine on my platforms. And I never want to force something out that doesn't feel uh, natural, you know? And so I had always had this pressure on myself, like, okay, well, I have to post every single day or I have to post every other day. And so I would, you know, kind of, oh, and I really kind of always had something to say. Like I was never disingenuous before or inauthentic before. I just had more to say. And in this season of my life, the past few months, I have been more in a season in a state of learning and slowing down and just observing instead of, I I guess, putting things out there. I've been very um, conscious of my own growth and really been trying to tune in with myself that I really haven't had any overflow out of my cup to flow onto other people, if that makes any type of sense. I was trying to find the words to get that message across and I hope it came across. Um, but yeah, so I've been a little bit quiet lately and I still show up my normal way on my Instagram. If you know me from Instagram, if you follow me on Instagram, you know, I'm still there every single morning with my morning routine and doing my gratitude journaling and my meditation and reading my, you know, self-growth books and sharing little parts of those books in my stories for those who I think that it can help if you read it. Um, I'm always sharing my workout clips to give you some ideas to add to your own regimen you know, still doing all of those things, but been a little bit more quiet as far as intentional inspiration, if you will. I think that I do a good job inspiring with my routine, with my discipline, with my consistency, with my dedication to my personal journey and to my business. Like I know that that's inspiring. Um, But as far as like intentional inspiration and motivation and putting content out there, I've been a little bit more quiet than I used to be. And again, I'm just in the season of learning and growing and evolving within myself. And I think that a lot of the times we need to kind of get quiet and turn inward and just observe and be the, the student instead of the teacher. That way, 
you know, with that growth and with that um, evolution, you're able to share even more and you're able to contribute even more. I always say that I feel like growth and transformation is so important because then you have something to contribute. Anytime you have an incredible experience or you, yeah, really experience anything incredible like a transformation or something life-changing, the first thing you want to do is go tell people and you want to kind of pass that on and, and help other people. And that's my mission statement. The whole ignite your fire is because when I started to really change my life and grow as a human, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, I feel like a fire was ignited inside of me. And I wanted to take that flame and go like the fires of others because some people just need to be awakened to that or some people just need a little bit of belief instilled in them that they don't maybe have for themselves. And that is what I have always wanted to do. And that's another thing that I'm going through right now is that I've kind of used the same platform and the same tools and the same resources to help others for the last four years. And I'm finding ways to evolve past that. I'm finding ways to expand and more ways to grow my brand and see how I can help people even further and in different ways. And so that's something that I've been kind of consumed with as well, more so mentally and just thinking about it. And instead of taking action and executing those plans and those thoughts, which is something that I could be a lot better at. I procrastinate a lot, especially when it takes a learning curve to do something. I'm a hands-on learner. I like to be shown how to do things and I like to learn from people who have already done it. And so going out and actually finding someone that's done what I'm looking to do and then learning from them is just something that I need to do. <laughs> just, just do it. Um, so anyways, so with all that being said, that was kind of just like an update on where I've been and what I've been going through. But um, I kind of wanted to just jump on here and talk about something that I have been going through the last few months, something that I've been learning from all over again, I say, because this is an ongoing lesson for me, especially throughout this year. Um, I've been on a healing journey from... So many things, actually. I've learned so much this year. I feel like this year had so much to offer, even though there was a lot of hard and people lost their jobs and people were struggling financially. And then obviously, you know, people getting exposed to COVID and just, I'm not even going to go through the list of the things that the challenges that this year has brought. But instead, focusing on the good and the opportunities that this year has brought. And that's just my style. I'm positive. I have a positive mental attitude. I like to look at the glass half full, something that I learned along the, my journey in the last four years. I didn't just wake up a positive poly. I actually used to be a very negative person that would always complain and look for things to complain about and look for the problems instead of the solutions. And now it's actually something that I can't stand <laughs> when I'm talking to somebody and I'm like, are you a problem solver? Or I'm sorry, are you a problem? Um, wow. Hi. Are you a problem solver or a problem finder? That's what it is. I could not get that out. Like it frustrates me when you like offer somebody a solution and they keep finding the problem because they're just so negative and it gets frustrating for someone like me, but I intentionally have a positive attitude. And a lot of the times, like way back when, if you were to try to introduce me to the concept of like positive positivity and a positive mindset, I would have been like, what? So I totally get that. And I'm very patient with people. But 
And I try to introduce them to a positive attitude. But anyways, that was like a side a side note. But all the opportunities that this year has brought, and for me personally, it's brought a chance to slow down and really dig in and heal wounds that have needed healing for a long time. And um, back in the beginning of quarantine, I guess that was around like March, I think, um, when we were actually like on that stay at home order and we couldn't really go out and do things. I'm kind of a homebody as it is, but I go and I play volleyball and, you know, I go out sometimes. Um, basically I go out to where I play volleyball and instead of just leaving immediately, I stay for a few, um, and hang out and maybe have a couple drinks, but that's pretty much the extent of my going out. But there was none of that. There was no more outlet. And so I was stuck in the same routine and staying home. And although, you know, I love being home and I do have my routine, I have the things that I do, I was left alone with my thoughts. And there was no like, oh, let me go hang out with my friends or oh, let me go play volleyball. Like there was no outlet. And for me, I'm going to call it an escape. There was no escape. Um, Cause that's what a lot of that is like our hobbies, the activities that we do going out and drinking, calling up our friends. It's kind of like an escape, whether it be healthy or unhealthy, we're escaping ourselves and having to sit alone with ourselves. And so quarantine gave me the opportunity to sit alone with myself. And when I did, I got very uncomfortable because I was left alone with thoughts and, you know, just memories and just things that like would go around and around in my head. Like you guys know what I'm talking about. This happens to all of us. Um, it's our mind. It's our mind at work, the monkey mind, if you will. Um, just the wheels turning and thinking about the past, thinking about the future, all of these things. And for me, it was very past based. Like my thoughts were very based on the past. And I, you know, was already healing from a very toxic relationship that I had been in. And, um, you know, that was kind of the beginning of quarantine really allowed me to start my healing journey because for all the time before that, I kind of just like packed everything on top. I uh, suppressed my emotions. I suppressed my feelings. I didn't really let myself feel what I needed to feel in order to heal those wounds. I couldn't heal because I would pretend that I wasn't hurt. And I would just kind of band-aid it with, well, I'm strong. I can overcome anything. And while that's true, I still needed to unpack the box, figure it all out, sort it all out, and really heal so that I can move forward um, and not be so closed off and not be so guarded because that's something that I'm learning about myself. And that's something I'm going to get into when I start talking about like language. There's a lot of pieces to this. I have no idea where I'm going or how I'm going to get there. Actually, I know where I'm going. I just don't know how I'm going to get there. And if you know me and you've listened to this podcast, you know that I go on tangents and I'm all over the place, but hopefully the message gets across, which I think it always does because I get really good feedback from you guys. But anyway, so um, the beginning of quarantine really allowed me to open up that healing journey and I felt fucking incredible. Like I was breaking patterns. I was breaking toxic habits that I had and just you know, feeling incredible. And then quarantine lifted. I was, you know, going back out again. I was exposed. Really, that's what it was. It wasn't, it wasn't about quarantine being lifted. It was about me being exposed to the very thing that I was healing from. And I've learned how to change my language in this. And my sister actually helped me with this because I had felt that I spent so much time healing and, um, really figuring out what I needed to like figuring out the lessons and, you know, putting an end to a lot, again, like the patterns and the things that I was doing before and really not letting that toxic, toxic, to toxicity, talk, 
Okay. Toxicity back in. Wow. That got really hard for a second. Words are hard. Um, That's another thing you'll learn about me. I am not perfect. (laughs) And that is what I am here to show you. You can run a business, you can have a podcast, and you do not need to be perfect. Um, But, anyways, you know, I had really put an end to a lot of the things that I was allowing into my life. And that was huge for me. And then, you know, I was exposed to the situation again. Um, I was exposed to this ex that I you know, had spent so long healing from that relationship and all the trauma. It's really the trauma that was brought on by the relationship. You know, the person himself is an incredible person at his core. Um, But the trauma that was brought in from that relationship, um, you know, I was lied to, I was manipulated, I was stolen from, you know, it was very, it was a very traumatic experience. And that's another thing I just want to kind of put that out there really quickly. And I wish I can remember what I was just listening to on Instagram yesterday, I seen this guy that was saying, cause I always discount my trauma. You know, I, I always found my sister Fallon. She told me this too. She was like, it doesn't matter how bad it was or, you know, how mild you think it was like trauma is trauma and it's different for everybody. And, and she's right because I would, Oh, you know, people have it worse and wow, people have gone through way harder things, but that's just their experiences. Like if this was your only experience, and it was traumatic, then you don't have anything to compare it to. And it doesn't matter if somebody had something that was bigger, like this was traumatic for you. And I had to really give myself that. And so if you're struggling with that and you kind of are the person who are, you're like me and it's like, well, somebody always has it worse. And you know, it's really not that bad. Don't discount your feelings. Don't discount your emotions because they're valid. And until you accept them and you allow yourself to feel them, like really feel them. Like don't pretend it doesn't hurt. Don't, you know, hide behind the I'm strong, I'm bold, I'm courageous. Cause you are, you're a fucking warrior, but you also have to allow yourself to be vulnerable. You have to allow yourself to fall apart and feel those emotions because that's the only way you're going to truly heal from them. And so my sister, you know, reminded me not to discount my trauma. And, um, what the guy on Instagram said was that it's a shock like a traumatic experience, PTSD, like that, it's a shock. So if something shocks you, like you're like, wow, I can't believe somebody could have treated me that way. Or wow, I can't believe something that awful could happen. You know, that's a shock to you. It's something that you were completely naive to and ignorant to, and it shocked you. That's trauma. And so there's no maximum or minimum to that. Like nobody gets to define how traumatic that experience was to you. So just side note. Um, And so anyways, there was a lot of trauma in this relationship and I was exposed to this person again. And I had felt that I had regressed from all the healing that I had done because I kind of put myself back in the same positions to be there for this person when I knew what it was going to bring to my life. And that is like a whole nother episode. I don't know that I want to get too far into that um, because there is a lot to say about like toxic relationships and being empathetic and, you know, putting people before yourself. If you're someone like me, like I am an empath. And um, what I'm learning about myself too, is that I struggle with codependency and really wanting to fix people and take on their problems because I feel like I can help them or I you know, have maybe had that experience where I've helped myself out of something like that. And so I want to kind of give that to other people. And you have to realize that somebody is only going to change if they want to change and they have to accept your help and they have to be willing to take that as support 
support and help themselves, not just take it from you because you'll realize that you're going to be stripped of everything that you have and your cup could be so full and overflowing, but eventually it's going to be empty and there is nothing filling it back up. And that is what I realized about this person in my life. As much as I love and I care for them outside of, you know, romantics like that, I had moved out, I had moved on from, but I still wanted to be there for this person as a friend because I do love and care about them. Um, But you have to realize that you know, any type of relationship, whether it's romantic, a friendship, um, even relationships with your family members, your mom, your dad, your sisters, your brothers, cousins, aunts, uncles, it doesn't matter. Any relationship should be mutual, mutually beneficial as far as energy, especially. Um, and if you feel like you are giving so much and like, you know, you have like this overflow of your cup and you're pouring it out into others and there's nothing filling your cup, eventually you're going to have nothing in there. And this is something I realized with this person. And maybe you have a person like this in your life. Again, this doesn't have to be romantic or, you know, whatever. Um, it could be just a friendship, but if you're pouring into them and they're not pouring back into you, then your cups are not staying full. You are emptying your cup into theirs and they are taking it and they are drinking it all. (laughs) And you are left with nothing. You're dehydrated. Go drink some water. Um, stay hydrated girl. But, um, So that is like what I realized. And so I had felt like I regressed because I had all this understanding and all this knowledge about what I was doing. And I had broken these emotional patterns and these, um, you know, habits that I was falling into. And then I kind of did it all over again. And so the last few months I have been in that season of like rehealing, relearning, um, re-acknowledging where I fell and where I need to be better and what I still need to work on. And this is something that in my line of work, I always have to remind my clients that your like health and wellness, that's the industry that I'm in. Um, your health and wellness, your fitness is a journey. And just because you maybe, um, had a bad weekend and you overate, you overindulge and you gained a few pounds or, you know, something happened and you weren't able to get, you know, your workouts in, you weren't able to stay consistent on your workout routine. That doesn't mean that you failed. That doesn't mean that's the end all be all. Like it is a journey. There is no destination. You get up and you keep on going, dust yourself off and try it again. And so life, is a journey. I am 26 years old. I have a whole life to live. And if I think I'm supposed to have it figured out right now, what the fuck is that? Let's be real. And it doesn't matter if you already learned something like you're allowed to make mistakes and you're allowed to make that mistake again, as long as you're still learning and evolving past it. Now don't make excuses and justifications for continuing to make the same mistake. That is a whole nother topic as well. But my point is that I was beating myself up. I spent so much energy and words and thoughts beating myself up for, oh, I should have known better. I knew this was going to happen. What the fuck is wrong with me? Like, you're so stupid. You knew this was like, these are things that I would say to myself. And I'm a very positive person. If you, you know me, you watch me on social media, you know that I love words of affirmation and I speak very positively and I am very empowering, not only to myself, but to others, because it's so important. Your words are so important and they are, they are so um, powerful. And so when I was going through this, I was beating myself down because I'm like, you knew this and you did so good. Like, what are you doing? And I had to stop and my sister helped me with this as well. Get you a support system, get you somebody whose energy vibes with yours and somebody who could be strong when you're not strong because you need them to lean on. You don't need somebody to 
coddle your feelings or, you know, sit there and make excuses and justifications for you and, and have a pity party with you. No, like obviously you want somebody to um, empathize with you and have compassion when you're in a low point, but you don't need someone who's going to complain with you or, you know, self-sabotage with you. You need someone who's going to be strong when you are weak and then you are strong when they are weak. Again, mutually beneficial. And so my sister is that person for me. Um, side note again, (laughs) but she reminded me like, this is just part of your journey. This is part of your learning. Maybe you didn't learn everything that you needed to know. Maybe you didn't, um, really grab a hold of that lesson and really learn everything that you needed to learn. So it was presented to you again. And the whole thing is, you know, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. And so you do take ownership. You do take responsibility Yes, but you don't beat yourself down because that energy is not going to get you anywhere positive. And I could, you know, I could be disappointed in myself for a moment and give myself that like, hey, we know better. What are we doing? But have compassion and have grace and understand like I have a whole life to learn and this is just more wisdom. This is another tool in my tool belt, not only for me to take with me into future relationships that I have, but also for what I'm doing right now. I'm able to take this experience and I'm able to pay it forward and help somebody else who may be listening to this right now and is like, wow, I'm going through that and I need to hear these words. And so look at every struggle and every obstacle in your life as an opportunity. Whatever that opportunity is to you, I can't tell you what it is. For me, my struggles have been an opportunity to help others. I find healing through helping. And I realize that instead of keeping all this bottled inside and, you know, afraid to kind of share my struggles with people or to get vulnerable and say, hey, I'm fucking struggling with this and wow, I did this, you know, whatever it is, um, is to share it and to be that voice of reason for somebody else. And I found such a passion in that. And also, you know, just the opportunity to grow. Like, you don't know what you don't know until you know it, right? So, um, you know, you always hear your parents or I always heard my mom say, if I knew then what I know now, and it's true. It's true every single day. We're evolving. We're growing. We're learning. And so um, I had to kind of give myself that grace and be like, it's okay. And so – Anyways, that's that's where I've been. And I wanted to kind of just talk about, I guess, that and getting out of your toxic patterns and um, breaking those emotional patterns and things like that, that's suffering. You know, I've been reading a lot, a lot of good books lately um, that kind of target the mental and emotional state of being. And they're more along the lines of spiritual books. Um, I read The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. So incredible. Before that, I actually read The Four Agreements by Don, or is it Miguel Don? I think it's Don Miguel Ruiz. Forget which name comes first. I'm going to grab the book right now, actually. Um, okay. It's Don Miguel Ruiz. And um, I read The Four Agreements, and then I actually got the entire Toltec Wisdom Collection. And so that consists of, it's a three-pack, and it's on Amazon. It's inexpensive. Um, And they're actually short reads, which is awesome because um, you really get to like absorb all that information. And so um, I read The Four Agreements, The Mastery of Love, and The Voice of Knowledge. And those were all incredible books. I highly recommend them. And then after that, I read The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. And again, incredible book. I actually want to read his other one called The Surrender Experiment. I heard some great things about that. But 
anyways, um, within those books, I was learning a lot about, you know, surrendering and letting go of all the thoughts that we think and all of the things that we replay in our minds. Um, you know, our minds are constantly going, like there's always a voice in your head, um, that's talking, it's thinking like it's always in there. It's chatter. It's chatter all the time when you're trying to sleep, when you're doing anything, there's just chatter in your mind. And it's interesting because a lot of these books were teaching you how to be a watcher of your thoughts, which can sound insane if you're hearing this for the first time, but just hear me out. If you are the thinker who is listening to the thoughts, like if you are the one thinking the thoughts, who's the one listening to the thoughts? It's crazy right? And so I've learned to kind of like what I've been learning a lot lately is how to quiet your mind and how to end that kind of emotional suffering and putting ourselves through suffering by just going like a lot of the times we replay an incident. Like how many times have you done something like stupid? Like you like, you're like, wow, that was like, you said something like really dumb. Um, you know, it's kind of like the, (laughs) the, uh, waitress tells you like, enjoy your food and you're like you too. And they're not even eating or, um, whatever it is, like, you know, and you're like, and you replay that in your head or like something that you said to someone and you're like, Oh, like, why did I say that? And you like, think about it later on. It happens to all of us. I know you know what I'm talking about, but it's, it's things like that. And then obviously with, with, you know, resentments or regrets, um, you know, we replay things in our head and a lot of the time it's like the past, or we can get lost thinking about the future and playing out scenarios in our heads that haven't even happened yet because we're worried or we're feel fearful. And so all of that is suffering. It's like mental and emotional suffering. And we're like putting ourselves through that and all of this thinking that we're doing. And, um, you know, the way to end that, the way to end that suffering is to just stop. And I know that it's easier said than done, but that's literally what it is, is you just stop. It's like anything. If you want to quit smoking cigarettes, like you physically just don't buy cigarettes. You physically just don't take the cigarette and put it to your mouth. That's how you stop smoking. Right. Um, and anything, anything that you are addicted to, um, it's just, hey, don't pick that up. Hey, don't do it. And it's like, you know that, like you have the knowledge, but really it's kind of like the mindset behind it and breaking that like habit that you have. And so that's like a whole nother piece of the puzzle, but you just, you just stop. Like you don't have to suffer. Like we allow ourselves to suffer, but we don't have to suffer. And the hardest part about breaking through those patterns, those toxic habits, um, is getting uncomfortable. Like I said, in the beginning of quarantine, like I had no other choice, but to sit alone with myself and with my thoughts. And something that I noticed is that I would play music. I would always have music on, which I love music. Um, but I realized it was like to get away from myself, um, to kind of, to quiet out the noise when these were the noises that I needed to listen to. I needed to get real with myself. I needed to figure out like, Hey, what am I thinking right now? Or what am I feeling right now? How are we going to unpack this? Um, you know, things like that, or I would watch a movie or, you know, I would try to kind of escape like what I was saying before, like I was using all of this escapism. And a lot of the times, like the addictions that we have are escapism, drugs, alcohol. Um, those are like the main ones, the most common ones, overeating, overspending. These are, you know, addictions that we have and it's escapism. It's to escape the feelings that we're feeling and, and uh, mostly feeling uncomfortable. And so when we have anxiety or we have depression, those are uncomfortable, um, emotions, sadness, um, resentment, regret, things like that. Those are very uncomfortable emotions. And instead of unpacking them and dealing with it and figuring out like, okay, why am I feeling this? And how can I change my thoughts? And how can I change my, my language? And how can I, 
you know, get through this, it's like we escape, we go and we, um, we go towards food, we go towards drugs, we go towards alcohol instead of doing the work. And so, yeah, it's easier said than done. And it's going to be very, very hard and very challenging, but it is doable. And you have to be willing to experience the discomfort and the pain, but in that pain and in that discomfort, you find the freedom and you find the liberation and that's where it's so worth it. And that's where you have like confidence and empowerment instilled inside of you because you gave that to yourself. Somebody else didn't give that to you. You didn't have to go look externally for something. That's another thing is we look outward all the time. We're always looking for external, again, drugs, alcohol, food, spending. Um, we're looking for these external things to make everything all better when really it's a Band-Aid until the Band-Aid falls off and then our wounds are exposed again. And so we have to do the inner work, like stop looking outward and start looking inward and you're going to be uncomfortable. You're going to have pain and you may have to look inward and really accept some of the things that maybe you have done that you, uh, maybe pain that you have caused to other people or, you know, things that you could have done better that don't sit well with you, but you know, that's comes forgiveness and, um, really letting yourself off the hook, which I actually have a podcast episode on this on forgiveness. Um, cause that's a whole nother topic as well. I feel like I can go into like 97 different topics right now, especially along the lines of escapism and addiction and, um, you know, using external sources instead of your inner source to really heal and, um, you know, go through what you need to go through to come out better on the other end. Um, I kind of lost, kind of lost my way there for a second, but yeah, um, to end that suffering, you really have to turn inward and you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Any type of change only comes from when you get uncomfortable and you do the things. Um, nothing changes if nothing changes. That is such a simple little quote that I feel like I have overused in the last four years, but I literally say it to everybody and I say it to myself like, hey, nothing changes if nothing changes. And so if you want to have a different feeling, a different emotion, a different life, a different job, a different relationship, whatever it is, like nothing changes if nothing changes. So you have to change the things that are causing this negative emotion, that are causing your unhappiness, to, that are causing you to feel um, like you're like that are causing you to not feel joy or not feel like you're having fun or not feeling healthy or happy or fulfilled. Um, you have to change those things. And so um, that's kind of the gist of what I wanted to say. I am so happy that I sat down and actually recorded this because these thoughts were just kind of going around and around in my head. And I'm not really sure how or why I got cut off there for a second. But yes, now these words are not just scrambling around in my head. They are out there for you to hear, for you to take with you, for you to share with a friend. If you think that you have somebody who could benefit from hearing this. Um, as always, thank you so much for listening, for being a part of this, for being a part of my journey here on this earth. Um, my Instagram handle is at Celine Bacardi. If you want to follow me over there, you'll see me every single day in my stories. Um, go ahead, leave a review, leave a comment. Let me know if there's anything specific that you'd like to hear from me about. And yeah. I appreciate you. Have an incredible day.